It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Points Podcast and the Franchise Focus Series here for 2021 as we delve into one of the most uh, drastically rebuilt teams of the offseason. You would think that would happen when a team goes 1-15, and and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are bringing in a new quarterback who's never attempted an NFL pass. That's kind of what happens when a rookie quarterback joins a team, but also a new head coach who has never coached a down of football in the NFL uh, that's Urban Meyer. He's never been a positions coach. He's never been a coordinator. So we we have a blank slate here, and we're going to talk about that all on the Franchise Focus Podcast. My name is Joe Dolan, and with me today are Tom Brawley and Graham Barfield. Now, this is uh, a very important kind of time for us at FantasyPoints.com. I want everybody to check out the website right now because... We are, guys, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna flat out say it. We are kicking ass right now. The franchise focus series, obviously, you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast, we have the accompanying articles, which are, I mean, just absolutely jam packed with information, much more so than we give on the podcast here. But also, Scott Barrett is releasing his entire treat treatise this week, which include, which is the, 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 I guess his uh, fantasy thesis is upside wins championships. And he's going to, explain that that article is actually free 100 free on the website if you head to fantasypoints.com even if you're not a subscriber but what's going to be behind the paywall this week is his putting that upside wins championship kind of mantra into into action and with his anatomy of a league winner and then upside players at the positions all the different positions it's really phenomenal graham you're working on best ball tiers i know a lot of people are getting into this is this is a uh, fish time guys this is like when the fish come I'm out and say, I'm going to do best ball. <laughs> By the way, um, DraftKings best ball ADP is so it's freaking wild. It is baby soft. <laughs> like now it, in, in other ways, though, when I look at baby soft ADP, it almost kind of throws me off in a way because I'm like, wait a minute, that shouldn't be happening. And your brain has to rewire. It's like when you're in a league at home with people and and you've got the the renegades in your league and you have no clue what they're going to do and they can totally just drop a bomb on your strategy by doing something completely insane that that can happen in DraftKings but like we're looking at best ball best ball 10s underdog DraftKings Graham you're releasing tiers based on our best ball rankings and just talking through why you're targeting guys where you're targeting guys strategy in general I mean, guys, this content is out of control. Tom's got all of his betting previews. He was 8-0 in in win team totals. win totals last year. I mean, just like we are I, – I, I truly mean it. We are kicking ass right now. Um, I'm so proud to be a part of it, and I hope you guys are a part of it as well. Anyway, that's enough jerking ourselves off because we've got <laughs> – no, We also have that cool ass – we're going to be doing some cool things for subscribers too with the uh, yeah. you know, best ball tens and oh, yeah. doing some uh, fun little legs. So you got to get subscribed to do that, so – Oh, and and Tom will also be in Discord uh, pretty much regularly from here on out. So, any questions that y'all have, uh, yeah, hop in, hop in the Discord, and, and we'll we'll get to them. Guys, I'm just really excited to be a part of this. So, um, yeah, uh, I think we're in for a huge year. Oh, by the way, the Fantasy Points Generator is up. Our yeah. in-house built league assist tool where you know you you want this running while you're drafting. Um, we've got 
all kinds of new features there. We have customized, we have ADPs that are customized for specific league settings like tight end premium or two quarterback. We've got, we've got, um, a Hanson's hints mode where basically you turn it on and it gives qualitative rules that John Hanson himself likes to follow when he's drafting. You can turn it on or off. You can use it however you want. Just it's really badass time to be a subscriber at fantasypoints.com. I cannot say enough about it. Now, Let's get into the Jacksonville Jaguars today, boys. And uh, uh, look, this was a team that won one game last year. But Tom, I guess the markets might be a little optimistic. I mean, not not like they're going to win the Super Bowl, but the win total is at six and a half. Um, you have minus one forty three to the under. So whatever that tells you, plus eight hundred to win the very bad AFC South, plus. 340 to make the playoffs, plus 4,000 to win the AFC, plus 8,000 to win the Super Bowl. I think what this is taking into account here, Tom, is dead duck bounce. Like, just like they were so bad last year, they're going to be better. You've got the excitement of Trevor Lawrence, you know, Travis Etienne, a lot of those young players, and the unknown of Urban Meyer. Maybe Urban Meyer is a lot better than we think he's going to be, or he's going to be a little bit different than we think it's he's going to be. But this is a team... Man, I, Tom, I don't, I'm I'm not giving away anything from your betting preview, but from my personal angle, I have a tough time laying any wagers on this team. Yeah, it's a very interesting team. You know, they it kind of went as planned last year. This was kind of in the cards. There, they they won that first game right out of the gates against the Colts and uh, almost ruined the plan to to stink for uh, Trevor Lawrence. But they, you know, they they played it pretty well at the end of the year, and they ended up getting the top overall pick and getting Trevor Lawrence, getting Urban Meyer. So the the markets, you don't, you, you just never see this. They're basically saying they have to have a six-win improvement from the year, you know, the, the year prior to get over their win total. So, um, you know, I, I didn't actually go back and look through, but, you know, I can't imagine there's very many scenarios where, uh, you know, we've seen those in, in the betting markets. But, um, <clears throat> you know, outside of Trevor Lawrence, you know, they bring in some, you know, interesting guys, you know, Marvin Jones on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they really, they kind of loaded up on the defensive side in free agency. They, they, they went into the off season with the most money to spend. And, uh, you know, they got, uh, you know, Rayshon Jenkins and, uh, Roy Robertson Harris and Malcolm Brown and Jihad Ward. And, you know, they, they, that was where they prioritized their free agency money because they knew they were going to go attack the offensive side of the ball in the draft. So uh, the, the, the skill is, has been replenished there. Now the, the big question is, uh, you know, how, how much better is this team going to look with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer kind of leading the way here? Uh, Graham, do you have any clue? I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean, I, I think with all the stuff that Urban Meyer's been doing, <laughs> I love how he's already complaining about some of the restrictions that he has, because I mean, the guy yeah, was basically go. Yeah, yeah, they and he's been the main go- camp. They're gonna lose picks, or what, yeah, know. they're gonna lose picks. He was yep. basically the governor of Ohio. I mean, so <laughs> uh, uh, he's not used to people telling him he can't do something. Um, but uh, Graham, uh, Daryl Bevel's calling the plays. Does it matter? Yeah, I, I you know I was looking at this when writing up the article, and I got a blurb in, in the article about it. But I, yeah, Bevel is calling plays, but this is going to be Myers' offense. Like he is going to be the the main designer of the the run game, the pass game, and, and everything in between. So I, there's going to be some sort of relationship between you know game planning and all of that, but it's it's going to be Myers' offense, and Bevel will be. You know, on game day, he's going to be calling the shots, but Myers probably going to be heavily involved in that too. So, yeah, yeah it's a, it'll be interesting to see. You know, the Jags last year were one of the slowest pace teams in the NFL, 
And Myers Buckeyes were like in the top, like at least, you know, the top one third of, uh, of college, of college teams in 2017 and 2018 in football outsiders adjusted pace. So I think at the, the very least, you know, we don't know too much about what their tendencies are going to look like, but I do think the Jags are going to be much faster pace, which uh, will lead to more play volume overall for their offense and in their games as well. So, yeah, I think everything is just kind of on the uptick for the Jags and their games because a lot of those Jags games last year just ended up being complete duds for fantasy. I mean, you know, the yeah. opposing team would just, you know, yeah. run for 150 yards, 200 yards, and a couple touchdowns in every game. And that would kind of be it. The Jags wouldn't do too much on offense. And, yeah, I think everything is just setting up better for uh, for better game environments in general here. Yeah, and by the way, uh, like here's the thing: the Jags were one in fifteen, and they had an a very good fantasy running back. And right, of course, right. Meyer and this front office just took a blowtorch to that. Uh, and look, and I mean, one what is the number one thing any new staff is going to do when you come in? You know, Trent Baalke, Urban Meyer. When you come in and you're, you're you're trying to execute your vision, the first thing you do, obviously, is watch the film on every player still on your roster. And that included James Robinson. Now, that there's never a guarantee, especially at that position, that a new coaching staff is going to like what he did or or it, even as impressive as that year was. And they took Travis Etienne in the first round. Uh, guys, for fantasy, there's a lot of intrigue for me. There's a lot of players on this team where I'm like, you know, I can see it. And then a lot of times I'm also just not pulling the trigger because it's just one of those teams where at ADP, there's somebody I just like a little bit more. Um, Tom, how are you do- dealing with this backfield? I I will fully admit, I just got my first couple shares of ETN in the sixth round of some best ball drafts. I, I, I feel like a lot of people are struggling there. You know, by um by best ball 10's ADP, he's still like a late fourth, early fifth round pick. Um, I'm not drafting him there. I just really don't know what to do with this backfield, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Joe. I mean, this whole team, I, I think I'm going to be mostly underweight on, except for maybe like Marvin Jones. I'll probably yep. be a little above. I'm, even then, though, I'm not going, uh, you know, too crazy with him. But, you know, this this backfield, this has been very tough for me. I, I just, I'm not going to have very much of Travis Etienne. And uh, James Robinson, I'm going to have probably almost nothing of uh, this year. Their, their prices have been in that fourth to fifth round range. Um, you know, I think they are going to lean a little bit more run heavy than, yep. uh, you know, even what we saw last year. But that was a lot of script dependent. And by the way, Lawrence can Lawrence can contribute to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's big and he can move. And we've seen Urban Meyer use his quarterbacks, uh, you know, their legs and stuff. So uh, I would expect that. But I I think in close games, they're probably going to be probably above, uh, you know, above league average in terms of run tendency. Um, But we'll we'll see how it kind of plays out. Daryl Bevel has had that kind of background as well, uh, you know, in previous stops in Minnesota and Seattle. So, um, but this backfield's been pretty difficult for me to get involved with. And, um, you know, if anybody that's listened to these podcasts know that, you know, we're probably more, you know, looking at receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks in that fourth, fifth, sixth round, you know, the sixth round range there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be underweight on this backfield. But Etienne is the guy I'd much rather have. James Robinson, um, you know, even, even them bringing in Carlos Hyde, you know, not a there was oh, a big market God. for him, and they brought they signed him to a two year deal. So yep. uh, they obviously you know Urban Meyer and 
you know, Urban Meyer has a background with him. Trent Baalke also has a background with him. So, you know, I, you know, I, I could see him even getting, uh, you know, half a dozen carries a game. And, you know, anytime we're just taking a little bit away from uh, the top two backs, that's never a good thing. So uh, I, I, I just don't like how it's all kind of setting up here. I think it's going to be a very splintered backfield. Now, Scott, I know, is like buying ETN, and I think yeah. that's part of his upside wins championships ethos. Graham, have you been able to read the tea leaves here at all? I mean, again, we're going into this blind. We're just mm-hmm. like, well, Urban Meyer coached Percy Harvin and Curtis <laughs> Samuel, and Daryl Bevel coached Percy Harvin, and they wanted Kadarius Tony, who's kind of a Percy Harvin. Could Travis yeah. ETN be Percy Harvin? It's just all speculation at this point. It's just, And ultimately, I think if you're betting on ETN, you're just betting on, all right, this guy's an explosive talent. He can catch the ball. Eventually, he's going to be the guy here. That that That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and he's got the capital, obviously. I mean, first-round running backs in general, you know, regardless of their situation, regardless of their perceived talent, they get the ball, man. Like, that's just, you know, coaches and GMs, they view it as a sunk cost. Even if the, even if the back's not very good anymore, they still give him the ball. But, yeah, like Tom was saying, man, it's just – it's hard to parse out, like, what exactly – ETN's going to get on the ground because I think we know ETN's going to get the ball in the passing game. Like it just, you know, kind of depends on how much um, he's going to get. But Robinson not only being involved as like their main inside carry ball carrier, how much is ETN going to get around the goal line? That's my biggest concern is, is the touchdowns because I think ETN can end up being fine as like, you know, a yardage play in terms of just what he'll get on, you know, on the ground and receiving combined. But I'm concerned about his touchdown upside. I mean, you know, Robinson's a bigger back. He's a much better interior runner. Uh, and then, you know, you have Lawrence's legs to play, yep. play that plays into that too. I mean, it, you know, when I was watching and charting all of ETN's carries from last year, that's one of the biggest things that Clemson did near the goal line is use Lawrence and Lawrence on a lot of zone read stuff. And I have to imagine that's what Urban Meyer is going to do too. So yeah, yeah it's just, it, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's a really difficult situation to, to kind of parse through. And my, my biggest concern isn't necessarily how many overall touches ETN is going to get, because I think that, that the workload should be fine to pay off the the pick. It's just the touchdown upside. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm wondering, is, is James Robinson going to essentially be, and you guys know where I'm heading with it. Is he going to essentially be their kind of version of Gus Edwards? That's a great where, way to put it. Like yeah, I now, I mean, now Lawrence isn't going to run as much as, as Lamar, nor is ETN and ETN's going to have, I think more of a role in the passing game than, than uh, J.K. Dobbins is for Baltimore. But is Robinson just going to get those 150 carries? He's going to average four and a half yards a pop, and but he's not going to catch the ball. And really, you know, you look at Gus Edwards' numbers, and he doesn't do much for fantasy as effective a player as he is. That's my kind of concern for Robinson. And what that then becomes is it's a drain on the rest of the fantasy value of the backfield. Because, you know, if he might be the touchdown guy, but so could Lawrence. And like, I wonder how much Lawrence is going to, is going to score at the goal line. And that's, and when you have a coaching staff where you don't really know what to do, uh, unfortunately, I think we have to throw our arms up and say, we don't know. We have to take guesses here. And it all becomes a matter of when are we going to risk a a, a kind of a pick on a player in this offense when we don't know what they're going to look like. Well, here's my thing, Joe, is like, are you really taking Travis Etienne over like Adam Thielen? Because that's what you're going to have to do. And that's like, that's the thing you have to play out in your head is like, okay. 
even if you take one back in the first round or the second if round. I'm doing like a zero RB build, maybe if yeah, I like yeah, go still. like for instance, if I go like Kelsey and three wide receivers, like which by the way I haven't done this year. Yeah. Um. Uh, like, but if I do, and then I'm just like I'm 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 going full Scott Barrett caution to the wind. Yeah. All right. Moon, this right. is a zero RB team. I am I am gonna try to get e- because you know one of ETN. Sermon, Najee Harris is a different, he's a second round pick, you know, so we're not, but one of ETN, Sermon, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, at least one of those guys is hitting in a big way this year. It, 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 we just don't know who, and that's where I would probably take that gamble, Tom, if I'm in that kind of a build and I'm like, all right, ETN, Sermon, Javante Williams, one of these guys is going to hit it big. I just don't know who just yet. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, if I go, yeah, it, it's a receiver heavy build early, and then you take your shots and the, the, you know, the after the fourth, fifth round there on running backs, try to hit it big. But yeah, if I'm if I'm spending a you know you know top twenty four pick at running back, I'm probably looking. I prefer to go look for the wide receiver or even one of the tight ends there in the fifth round uh, if I'm building my offense. So yeah, that, I mean, I, I usually take a running back in the first two rounds. So that's why I'm probably going to be a little bit underweight on Etienne. Yeah, I am underweight on him. Um, How are you guys I, handling this receiving core? This is a this is just that's as just as good of a debate. I know. I've changed my mind a hundred times. I, know. I I gotta be honest. Um, I don't have a ton of Chanel. I think he's just one of those players who slipped through the cracks. And I've changed my mind a million times on the guy. I just don't know. Um, I really like Shark at ADP. Like, uh, I, I like. I mean, he's a sixth, seventh round pick. That's a that's a like a wide receiver four kind of range in best ball. I mean, I don't. There's not a whole lot of downside there for me. He's got a quarterback upgrade. I think he's a good receiver. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I'm with you though. I've, I've changed my mind too, but I think Marvin Jones is my favorite just because you get the familiarity in terms of scheme with Bevel. You know he can be the end zone target guy, and he's by far the cheapest out of all of them. Yeah. And, I, 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 Chark is a guy I flipped on a bunch this this yeah. summer as well. I, yeah. I think I'm more out on him uh, as the summer has gone along here. I, I was warming up a bit to him early in the summer, but uh, especially writing up these uh, previews here, I, I really could see all three of these guys kind of sitting around 20% target shares, mm-hmm. kind of splitting it all up. And uh, I just feel like Chark's price is, you know, it, you know it's early, uh, you know, er, late fifth round, early sixth round. Um, I've been preferring to get that Marvin Jones, man. Like talk about a guy that gets it done every year. I know it's a new offense, but, uh, you know, he is familiar with, with Daryl Bevel the last few years in Detroit. Um, and his price, you know, he gets it done every year and his price gets cheaper every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he was, on, you, know, you know, bottom, you know, the top 100 pick last year. Now yep. we're routinely seeing him around like 125, 140 range there. So. Uh, Chark is Chark has just been difficult for me. Uh, I just the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to be a pretty splintered. You know, it's kind of like the backfield. I think it's going to be more of a committee than anything. So uh, Chark has been a guy I've been slowly turning on here as the summer has gone along. I'm in yeah. this. I'm in this. Literally the same boat as you, Tom, because I figured I would have like a lot more Chark than I yeah. than I do, and I just haven't. You know, sixth, seventh round is like it's a fair price, but at the same time. For all the reasons we've we've outlined, it's it's still kind of hard to fully buy on buy in on any of these guys, and 
Jones is just the cheapest, and he kind of fills the same role as Chark, too. He's he's also the one guy that they don't have under contract for next year. You know, they have Schmelt still on his rookie deal. deal. They gave Marvin Jones the two-year deal in the offseason. So, you know, they could easily move on from him. That that little grain is in my head as well that, uh, you know, they have no allegiances to him here. Uh, But, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, that – this is why we could be eating our words, uh, you know, at, you know, first couple of weeks of the season once we see how this offense looks. Yeah. But I, I also just hate that Marvin Jones is a very similar player to DJ Chark, just the way they yeah. play the game. Uh, you know, you know, throw them off the ball. You know, give them contested catch situations. Uh, you know, let them. You know, make up. Let them see who can make a play. So uh, that that also has me a little bit concerned as well. Well, did you guys see that picture this weekend of uh, Lawrence and Chark and all of them on a boat? And, and oh, the bros! Yeah. yeah, Marvin Jones was sitting closest to Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, so yeah, I think we're getting into uh, to pictures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're getting a year right now. We're getting into buddy game theory. But Marvin hey, Jones was uh, sitting got, closest to Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, the boat Something picture ruined Odell Beckham's career. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not I'm not too sure about that. Anyway, uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Franchise Focus Podcast, Talking Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Again, we've broken down. Uh, this is now our 12th uh, NFL team that we've broken down. If, in case you have noticed, we're going in alphabetical order, but we have skipped the Denver Broncos, the Green Bay Packers, and the Houston Texans. The last two for obvious reasons. Um, Denver, because I, I feel like they're the betting favorite to land Aaron Rodgers if he were to be traded. I think eventually we're just going to have to suck it up and assume Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay, which frankly, from my perspective, is the easiest thing right now uh, because uh, our projections are set. I'd like to get Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones back into that first round range. Anyway, that's that's a story for another day, a story for our Green Bay Packers podcast, but Graham, Tom, and I will be back tomorrow with Kansas City Chiefs at Graham Barfield on Twitter, at Tom Brawley on Twitter, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter, and the site is at Fantasy PTS on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.